You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I am Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. OKSIS. Hello, sisters. Welcome back to OK Sis. How you doing? How you doing? OK Sis is a podcast where Scout and Mads chat. What are you looking at? Sorry, I was just checking if the microphone was plugged in. Yes, it is. Why do you not have any faith in me? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just kind of looked weird from this angle. If you're just tuning in to OK Sis, we are a <laughs> podcast where we chat about one another's current fixation of the week with a rad female guest. Oh my god, that was such a beautiful intro, Mads. I know. I've I've uh perfected and uh Said memorized way too many times. memorized our tagline. Our mission statement. Our mission statement. Um and we invite a rad female guest to come in and join in on the sisterly banter. Ooh. So now whoever has not listened to OK Sis knows exactly who we are. Exactly. I love it. We should do a little recap every now and then for our new listeners. For if new- you're a new listener, welcome. <laughs> That's what I just said. Okay, well, I wanted to get in on the action, oh, too. Sorry, Scout. Sorry. Um, okay, so we do want to discuss some topical things. Cultural events. Cultural events. Well, as, pop cultural events. As, yeah, as you guys know, Scout and I, you know, we are very educated individuals with diverse set of... Wait, what was our, what was our word from last week? Oh, fuck, if I remember. We just posted on Instagram. This is so embarrassing, you guys. We need sanguine? to be held accountable. Is no, no, no. It's ready. Multifarious. Oh, multifarious. So, we are multifarious women. We, you know, read a lot. Yada, okay, yada. Boasting. What? Keep boasting. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to set the stage for what I'm about to say. Okay, go for it. Um, so, yeah, we're all those things. But we also have a side that's very pop culture oriented batch nation everyone well you're yeah you're more so just batch nation i'm like just full throttle pop culture my i i it takes up like too much of my headspace but 
It's a good um, part of your headspace. It's though. a good part. It it th- it thrives. It makes me think. It makes it's, you think. Yeah, it's uh, actually imagination makes me think a lot. Like yeah. I go crazy. I go into a rabbit hole. Yeah, analysis, analysis, conspiracy f- theories, full on conspiracy theories, research, research, stalking. Well, okay. I was trying to like bring it back to like education. Oh, sorry. But I guess stalking is fine. Okay, so let's start with. Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. Well, duh. Okay, so I think we talked about this the first podcast because I said justice for Cassie we, David. No, we did it on my old podcast. Oh, when we okay. got Okay, so Mads Wait, and I got we drunk. we should resurface those episodes on OKSIS oh, for okay, like the listeners to hear. Because those were s- the silliest. Because we, we, we got drunk and got massages at the Ojai Valley Inn and Spa. And we're like, why don't we just podcast together in the business center? And we were eating truffle chips the entire episode. And we were talking about Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande and how uh, Justice for Kazi David all the time, every day. And, and now uh, they uh, broke uh, up. But that was completely to be seen. <sighs> I mean, yeah, it was... I'm now beginning to think, or not now beginning to think, it's just so clear that this was a complete marketing ploy. Like, how does anyone ploy. think this was remotely real in any I'm with instance? you on that. I think it I, was fake. Yeah. And just like the whole timing of, you know, the SNL stuff and then the thank you next of it all and all that. Do you even know what I'm saying? Nope. Scout? Yeah. I don't know what the <laughs> thank you next is. Literally, Scout just looked at me and had no idea. Okay. So let me break it down for you because some of the, the sisters may not know. Um, so Pete and Ariana break up, right? Um, on, uh, he goes on a, pr- uh, the promo for SNL and Maggie Rogers, which, oh, she was amazing. Shout out to Maggie Rogers. Oh, such a it. goddess. That's, okay. That's my second current fixation of the week and forever and all the weeks because she's amazing. She is just angelic. I want to have a dance party with her. Yeah. She is out of control. So so the promo was Jonah Hill, Pete Davidson, and Maggie Rogers. And Pete Davidson looks at Maggie and, and says, hey, Maggie, do you want to get married? And she says, nope. And then he says, over three. Over three? What does that mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> what does that mean? And he's like, z- like zero, zero out of three. Oh. That he, like, get it? It's, yeah, 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 yeah. Maggie. It's like zero people said the will marry you. Okay, got and it. so. Oh dear! But God. technically, okay. Ariana said that she would marry him. I know, and also, Kaz- he never proposed to Cassie. It's just a joke. Okay, got Scout. it. Sorry, sorry. So, um, then she goes on Twitter and says, "For someone who doesn't like relevance, you really like to cling to it, huh?" And then her next tweet: "Who? Who is this? Ariana Grande?" Oh, you didn't say Keep who up. was. Yes, I, said, s- I said Ariana. No, Grande. you said she. Okay, you should know who I'm talking I about. You're talking this about is the Maggie whole narrative. Rogers. This is the whole narrative. This is okay, the whole thing. got it, got it. Okay, so she says that, and then the next tweet said. Thank you, comma, next. Ooh, why is she being all testy? <laughs> and then that night, so she, okay, so that was a tweet. Then she drops a song called Thank You Next 30 minutes before SNL airs on Saturday night. And it's an ode to all of her exes. Okay, I heard about this. Okay, so she just, like, names all her exes and what they did for her, and she's thanking them, and then she's like, okay, thank you, next. Like, I'm fucking grateful for you guys. I learned so much, but... Next. Next. Um, So it's, like, this really, like, nice end to it, and then SNL happens, and Pete Davidson goes on uh, Weekend Update as himself, as he always does. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, and then did you see when he he said it? Yeah, he was really really nice. He was really nice, and he says... He wishes her the best, and she's a great woman. You know, there's nothing, you know, it's it's not anyone's business. I don't know. It just seemed really strange that they, how much they 
featured that story on SNL. Like, I really didn't understand. I think it's, that's why I think it's a marketing point. Exactly. Because they talked about him and Ariana together all the time on SNL. And it was, it became a, a whole... It became like a whole skit. Yeah. It was like, it a, was like it was a whole like a, thing. Yeah. I don't know. I just... It was all too good to be true until it wasn't. If any it. of you agree with us, comment on our latest Instagram photo. Just any Instagram photo. Yeah, just any Instagram photo and say we agree. At this exact moment, the latest Instagram photo, just (laughs) just comment. I agree. I agree. Because we are all in the same boat on this. This is out of control. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Okay, and then next, uh, cultural impact. Breakup. (laughs) Oh, yeah, breakup. Oh, so sad. Oh, my God, this is really sad. Also, such a great segue to our therapist talk. Oh, yeah. Because of couples. She is a couple and relationship therapist. Right. So, um, Caitlin Bristow and Sean Booth broke Sean up. Sean Booth broke up. No, my life is over. Yeah, this is they, a hard this one. This was a hard one. They were together for like three years and they were so strong. So do you what listen happened? to Off the Vine? I haven't listened to the recent episodes, but, but I have listened yeah, but to But ha- did you listen to the one where she shut down the rumors of them breaking up? Like, yeah, a yeah, weeks ago? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's why I was kind of sad and she posted on instagram breaking the rumors as well she was like just because we don't take photos together doesn't mean that we're not together and we're together i know and until and until the very last minute she was defending it she was was saying that it was exactly so that's why i was like oh well maybe maybe she was in a little bit of denial like maybe things were going really downhill and they were just trying to keep it together and they were like and then they broke at the end yeah, Ugh, oh. this is the worst, guys. It's so sad. Because yeah, her. I mean, her latest episode is with uh, Wells, but um, I think they had recorded it probably before. a week ago or yeah, something. Because yeah, yeah. like, yeah, she doesn't mention it at all. Do you think she'll mention it? Of course, she has to. She does a podcast like twice a week. She has to mention it. Yeah, people are freaking out about the dog. I don't really care about that. But oh, Tucker. Yeah, because it was his dog for a long oh, time. But like, like, she's literally obsessed. Yeah, exactly. With him. So oh, that's so sad. And she gets to keep the ring. Oh, yeah, because it's been over, what is it, a year? It's, I think, I think the, it's two I years. I think it's two years you get to keep the ring. I wonder if they'll just sell it and split the cash. No. What is she going to do with I it? She can't know. wear it. I guess you can repurpose it. You could put the diamond. You could put it into a necklace. Yeah. That'd be pretty. Oh, it's a fat Caitlin diamond. Bristow. I know. They were so strong. They were like the people I go to when I'm like, no, Batch is real. I know. <laughs> so sad. Oh, sh- they broke the curse. Oh, not the curse. They broke the... The 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 track record. The track record of bachelorettes. Yeah. Because every bachelor doesn't stay together. But now all the bachelorettes are staying together. Rachel, JoJo. Caitlin. And well now, except for Caitlin. I know. That's what I'm saying. She broke the, the record. Oh, really God sad. damn it. Um, yeah. This affected me way too much. Yeah. Anyways, I hope all you girls, sisters, like pop culture because... We do too. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the amount of times I've been made fun of today by my sister also, is next level. Also, I was listening to our previous podcast, which I don't really recommend that we do because it just like really my what self-conscious levels really. Oh, really? Speak. I love listening to our episodes. Oh, I love I like listening to it. But um, I just realized that I laughed like a hyena. I mean, I knew that. <laughs> I knew that I do have the most insane laugh of all time, but I've never had to witness, listen to it myself. Do you listen to how loud you are? Yeah, but you turned down my volume. So yeah, okay. I turned down your volume a lot, guys. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Um, you think that I'm being like, like normal? normal? No. no, I'm screaming. She's and, screaming. And Scout has to put down the levels and then push mine up. 
yeah, way up. Yours like way up. Mine's at the lowest. The lowest yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, no, but my laughter is just piercing. No, I don't find it that. I, I, okay. I like your laugh. I at least need to pull I've the never microphone th- away when I Yeah, you could howl. do that. That would help me out a lot, actually, <laughs> if you could do that. Because editing is a fucking nightmare with you and your voice. <laughs> Oh my oh. god, queen editor over here. Queen editor. Lola wow. is cuddling with me so much right are now. You, are you going to put that on your resume? What? I'm obsessed with like finding skills to put on my oh, resume. Oh yeah, I guess. I guess we'll, You could say uh, podcast I, editor. I could uh, say uh, podcast sound, producer. You could literally say, say sound engineer. No, I'm going to say <laughs> producer. Oh, I could say podcast you producer. Could, we could both say podcast producer. Fuck yes. Guys, adding to Ooh. those skills. Yeah, skill, skill sets. Skill set. Skill set. Yes, but the skills section of your the resume. resume. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that's where the people look. Does podcast and, and I mean, does pop culture enthusiast count? I mean, might as well. Might as well. I think that's a skill for as much fucking headspace as it takes up in, in my little brain. brain. Okay, let's get into this yeah, week's episode. This you episode. guys are probably like, shut the fuck <laughs> shut up the already. Fuck up. Um, oh my god. So we we had on a young, modern, fresh, gorgeous Armenian. Kim Kardashian vibes. Ooh, total Beautiful. Kim Kardashian vibes. Yes. In the best Co- way possible. Yeah, coming in through with the long black hair. Oh, she's oh. gorgeous. Um, Guyana, she is a therapist here in LA. Um, a, f- a family and marriage therapist. Which is super Emphasis. interesting. But she, still, but she still says that she can can help a wide array of, yeah. of people. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, we get into... Her practice, you know, what got her into therapy and how couples um, can kind of bring passion back. Exactly. But then also kind of our histories with therapy mm-hmm. and it gets real, guys. Yeah, she's I amazing. Mean, sisters. Yeah. No guys. Just sisters. no guys. Allowed. No just guys. Kidding. Allowed. Except for our husband and boyfriend. Because they listen. They're like, there are two, they? yeah, there are like two guys that listen to our podcast. Aww, our, our demo. <laughs> Yeah, our demographic agrees my two guys. Amazing. Okay, so enjoy. We love you. Love you. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about whimsy and row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer 
long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Hi, I've been there. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole body approach. Ugh, thinning hair just isn't the vibe. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Amen. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth just doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow through different stages, such as postpartum, like me. After I gave birth, I noticed that around the crown of my head, my hair was shedding. I've been taking Nutrafol for almost three months at this point, and I am not kidding you when my husband, my friends, my family have been commenting on how long, strong, and healthy my hair has been looking lately. I mean, sisters, if you've been watching OK Sister on YouTube, you've seen my hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. I mean, 86% is a lot of women. 
Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutriful.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutriful is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutriful.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OKSIS. Introducing Guyana Aramian, a registered associate marriage and family therapist. After receiving her bachelor's degree in psychology from Loyola Marymount University, she continued her education and graduated with a master's degree in clinical psychology with an emphasis in marriage and family therapy from Pepperdine University. She is passionate about helping individuals, couples, and families achieve a well-balanced life and is looking to redefine the norm of therapy. So without further ado, Guyana. Hi, girls. Hello. Hi. Oh my God. A mouthful. I'm so <laughs> stoked we have a therapist on. I've been in therapy since I was 14, so I know a thing or two. Ooh. Yeah, Scout is the therapy master. Oh, okay. yeah. I've she had is. like six or seven therapists probably at this point in my life. Yeah, we'll go through both of our relationships with therapy. But Correct. first, let's do a round of current fixations. Down. Scout, do you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. So I just splurged way too much on a new CBD product um, from Leaf. They are 100% organic and non-GMO from seed to soil to the finished product. And everything is hand harvested and made in the USA. Um, I'm a big CBD fan for anxiety, for Mm. sleeping, for just clearing my mind. It helps me stay super grounded and kind of like just gets the edge off a little bit. Um, I was using CBD with a little bit of THC, which I found works like a little bit more, but I wanted just kind of a pure CBD oil. So I picked this up. I am loving it so much. Um, And yeah, that's my, that's what I'm, I know we're like, you're like skeptical about CBD. I know we chatted about this because I'm just not like, I'm I'm just not a weed person. I I know it's not weed, but I'm just, I just don't know. Like I, I can't. Yep, I just don't. I don't think I need there's to no come psychoactive, so it's psychoactive effects. It's like mm. completely neutral. It's there's a whole no new mind. world. I mean, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you ever recommend it? Yeah, because it's, it's, it's so like it is out of my world. scope of practice to recommend. <gasps> but if a client says that that's helping them, then you know whatever works. Yeah, uh, my psychiatrist had a sign on his door that said, "If you're taking CBD, you have to tell me." <laughs> oh my god, really? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just because it, I guess it really it can counteract certain medications if you're taking the ones with THC. They just want to make sure what you're taking. But I think it's and I'm like it's so healing for me. At least it works. And like when you find something that works, yeah, right. run after it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so my current fixation, I just watched this documentary called Three Identical Strangers. <gasps> Have you seen it? No, I need a new documentary. Oh my god. You guys. Netflix it up. It, oh, just kidding. Amazon it up. <laughs> okay, Amazon. It is unreal. So I'm not going to I'm not gonna go into too much detail because y- there's just a lot of twists and turns. But it's essentially about triplets who are separated at birth and then they find each other at 19 years old. That's crazy. Crazy. Like, you are going I to... I didn't even <laughs> know people, like, legitimately separated twins and triplets okay. at birth. 
Exactly. Watch the documentary. You're okay. going to freak sounds the really fuck out. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. You would oh yeah, you like would that. love you this. Would love oh my this. god, as a therapist. <laughs> oh wait, actually, like you would love this. It's very twisted, but but like I mean, it was in the name of research that they right. Just, I'm gonna watch. Yeah, that. just watch it. It's so good. It's so good. Anyways, but uh, yeah, three identical strangers. I really went into it just. I'm not a documentary person. I love documentaries. I know. I really wish I was. But this this one, um, you know, it it plays out like a fictionalized movie. So it really is gripping in huh. that way. Um, so not only, I mean, the story is incredible, but it does feel like you're just watching a movie and not necessarily like a historical yeah, I don't account. like when documentaries are boring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this one is this one is not boring. It's it's very much like a sto- a gripping story, and they they really they really really you in it's it's awesome. Sounds I would really recommend cool. it. Okay, okay, that's on my list. So my current fixation is the Kopari coconut rose toner. Oh, I love beauty I've products, oh, and that do? one hey, you're is on the right podcast. Yes. You're on the right podcast. <laughs> we are obsessed with. I love this, um, the rose toner. It, first of all, I do it, I spray it before makeup. I spray mm-hmm. it in between clients. I spray it in the morning. I mean, anytime I need a little refresher, it just feels like it does something. I don't know if it really does. Yeah. But it definitely. Hey, it feels like I've it works. It. it works. <laughs> I've heard yeah. of it. The Kopari. Really yeah. I feel like it's making my skin better too. Amazing. So. They oh just God, came out with a natural deodorant Kopari that's yes. like all the rage right now. And I'm like, guys, I don't know if are, I can get on board. What are our thoughts? Yeah, let's uh, talk about uh, this. What, what are our thoughts? I'm a schwitzy person. Yeah, same. I can't. There is just no way a natural deodorant is going to work for can, yeah. like lock it all in like it there's really just can. no way yeah that's, I don't that's think my so. thoughts yeah i don't think but, it can either i mean it sounds but, great but in i think theory. it's becoming such a fad and people are really mm-hmm. obsessed which so is I amazing think, so maybe they have different formulas now and they're advancing the advancing, technology yeah. but i once what's the aluminum and no, not yeah. aluminum that's what's aluminum that's free aluminum <laughs> not, not aluminum, aluminum. Not aluminum. <laughs> um, no but that's the ingredient right that yeah. like natural yeah. that's that's like your, your your underarms are really close to your lymph nodes and you're not supposed to be putting chemicals into them so oh, it's like a whole God. thing anyways so i tried one an aluminum free deodorant like years ago from like the farmer's market i was like oh it'll be so cool like oh no it did not work and ever the girl was like you have to just wait it out like your body has to adjust i was like that's no like no 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 i'm like people are smelling me left or right no way (laughs) anyways that's my rant again i think it works for some people and yeah and just like when some yeah it doesn't work for everybody yeah it doesn't work for everybody anyway i'm not into it yeah um okay let's get into therapy okay so let's should we start should we start with questions or should we talk about our backgrounds with therapy? Let's start with questions. Okay, and then we'll perfect. get into our we'll backgrounds. Get into okay. Yeah. So did you grow up going to therapy? So I actually didn't. Ironically, okay. um, I am Armenian, so in our community it's not actually something that's very common. So everything is kind of kept in the family, right? So you grow up not having this big sorry. it's not something that's common right it's not something that's accepted so when I told my parents I want to be a therapist they had no idea what that even entailed Mm -hmm. so and then going into therapy I actually went to therapy when I was in grad school becoming a therapist and going into it I was like well I don't really need therapy I'm pretty good I'm so expressive I talk with my friends Mm -hmm. and when I went I was like okay 
this shit is actually it works mm-hmm. it's real and it's funny because i was already in school trying to become a therapist mm-hmm. but i had no idea what you know how much growth you have to go through and no matter how much you talk to your friends and family it's just not the same mm-hmm. and that's the misconception and I get this all the time with especially my Armenian community. Everyone always says, well, why can't you just talk to your mom or dad or your friends or your fiance or whatever? You can, but it's not the same. Well, it comes to a point where, like, it's not their responsibility to to really fix you. You have to fix yourself. Mm -hmm. And so fixing yourself entails going to therapy. Right. Absolutely. And it's also the whole unbiased person outside right. of the situation with your it's family third party. yeah when we're, we're with their family and your friends they're going to just echo mm-hmm. what you're saying and they're also going to um like be on your side right. really most yeah, of the my time therapist like gives it to me like if i do sorry there's not a tickle <laughs> my throat if i am not doing something if i'm doing something wrong if i'm playing the victim mm-hmm. she's like cracking the whip yeah no they're not gonna validate you which i love yeah it's a very honest it, it's a it's an honest perspective but it's also they're they're on your side like you know they're there to help you but they're also there to call you on your shit which right. i which i really love and the point of i don't know if you've experienced this but a lot of therapists and the traditional way is you don't tell anything about yourself to your clients, right? You don't disclose anything. So now the modern day therapists are more into self-disclosing a little bit just to connect with their clients. But the point of that is, is that the session is just about the client. And so if I tell you, if I sit there and cry with you about my own breakup, that's going to take it away from your healing. And so that's why it's important to keep that focus. So I might share a little bit. I might say to make sure my client feels connected and Mm -hmm. I'm not a robot. I'm still a human, Mm -hmm. you know, to say, like, I've been through that and I know it's hard, but, you know, it gets better, whatever it is. Right. But you don't share too much. And Mm -hmm. so that's the difference between talking to a friend or family member because we know way too much about them. And Mm -hmm. so it's there's too many emotions involved and that person is not going to hear you out clearly. They're going to have some sort of bias. Yeah, it helps to have that distance Mm -hmm. for sure. So when you went to school, what piqued your interest about psychology and then family and marriage specifically when you were focusing on so i've been in a relationship for 10 years yes how old are you i'm 26 okay wow yes oh my god did you wait did you grow up in la yes i did okay okay um so it's been a long road not an easy one it's not a fairy tale Mm -hmm. but through that i've learned so much about relationships and it's really you know, I've been so passionate about figuring out relationships because of my own relationship, because we had to go through so much to stay together for 10 years and to still love each other, to still be obsessed with each other in a healthy way um, (laughs) and to keep it passionate. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was honestly, I know it sounds cliche, but that was my reason because I was seeing my friends and a lot of people break up and Mm -hmm not be able to work things out and so I was passionate about figuring out why do we have these conflicts why do we fight why do we argue where does this all come from and so I took a psychology class um, in college while I was still in high school and I just fell in love with it and I was like okay this is it I love it I can't wait to help couples and marriages and families the title says marriage and family therapy but we really treat anyone with like anxiety and depression and grief it's really anything okay um but i am truly passionate about helping couples because i think we can make it work at work 
at our jobs and our careers. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to that personal relationship, that's where we realize, okay, something's not working. Mm -hmm. Like something is wrong either with me or with my partner. There's something that's not happening easily. So that's truly where my passion is at. Wow. Where what's something that like most couples come to? Like what do you see couples deal with the most across the board? It becomes about when when couples really lose that passion, whether it's the you know, you get into this routine, you know, tasks, daily tasks or if you live together, you're doing the same thing over and over again or if you've been together for a long time. It, it just becomes like a routine, right? Mm-hmm. So something gets lost in the way the connection gets lost and so couples start bickering about the smallest things right like the dishes aren't done the trash hasn't been taken out or you don't text me enough or why are you going out with your friends so these things start coming up but really behind all of that it's a cry for help it's a cry for are you there for me are you going to hold me when I need you are you going to support me so instead of saying all those things all the vulnerable stuff we say why aren't you texting me back Mm. and why didn't you do the dishes so we we resort to anger because that protects us and that's easier to do than to say I'm really hurt and I don't know if you're going to be there for me so that's the biggest thing it's like we start bickering about the little stuff when really it's something not to say that every little fight means that there's something wrong with your relationship but it's it's really important to see what's underneath that and what's really going on Uh, my husband and I had a small period where we were bickering constantly and he looked at me one day and he said so are we going to be that couple Mm -hmm. and I was like no we're not and and we we switched it off immediately because we were like we were we recognized Mm -hmm. that we were going down the wrong path you were going through a pattern right through a pattern and we switched gears Mm -hmm. because we did not want to continue down that road because that's when things get really messy right which is great that you're able to identify that a lot of the times people get caught up in these patterns Mm -hmm. and they get stuck Mm -hmm. and it just keeps repeating and they keep going through the same thing and at some point they're like i can't do this anymore we've been fighting every single week for the last six months and it's not getting better you're not fixing yourself i'm not fixing myself and they give up but i truly believe that if both people have some sort of hope some sort of something left in the relationship they can make it work Mm -hmm. it just it takes effort and the whole you know love should be effortless no no we just talked about we just talked about one of our last episodes how like nobody teaches you how to be in a relationship Mm -mm. and all we see in the media is the fairy tale and the lust we all all we see is lust (laughs) yeah in in movies and in the media like all we see is that honeymoon phase right. and to create a lasting enduring relationship it does require sacrifice oh, yeah. and work and it's just it's really unfortunate that we're brought up with those ideals mm-hmm. how but long have you been with ben now three years three years i'm six so I'm almost at you, almost at you, girl. Look at us, us long term <laughs> relationship gals. But don't you learn so much? Being oh my God. I've already learned oh so right? much. I have changed for oh, the yeah. better, like 150. percent What too. Adam has helped me overcome and mm-hmm. move forward and push to is like a night and day transformation in myself mm-hmm. that I would not 
be where I am today without him. Like and so 100%. the secret is growing together, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of if it's 10 years or a year or three years, it doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. how do you help each other to be a team? And mm-hmm. when we get into these patterns of, you know, bickering and fighting every every week or every day, we forget that we're a team. We forget that we're here for each other. Right. You know, it's great to be independent. It's great to have your own life and all of this. But at the end of the day, we're in a relationship because we rely on each other. Yeah, and we chose to be in this. Re- like, we right. chose to be together. So right. let's do let's that. Together. <laughs> That's so interesting. If you really strip it down, it's like we could have chosen to be individual or, exactly. like, or to be yeah. on our own. But we have chosen to be and participate in this relationship. So let's do that. So let's say someone's listening to this episode and they're kind of going through a darker time with their partner and they don't know how to reignite the passion. What would you, what advice would you give them? So of course, you know, really nailing it down to what's going on. I, I always say, find out what the pattern is pay attention because when we get stuck in these patterns we don't even realize it's happening i mean we're so caught up in the fighting and the arguing and blaming that we don't realize it's happening so the first step is for sure to sit down after an argument maybe and to write down what happened you know what what was the trigger what really happened who started it and what was said and to look back and say what was my part in this Because at the end of the day, we can't control our partner. There's no way. As much as we'd like to, there's absolutely no way. We can only control ourselves. And so what part did I take in this situation? And how can I change this? And what can I do to be a better partner? At the end of the day, I feel like our society is all about, you know, finding the right partner and finding the perfect person for you. How about being the perfect person? How about, not perfect, but, but yeah, how about being be. the best partner you can be? Yes, I like that. You know, and so we put this expectation on their on our partner when we're not. We have to do our own stuff too. We have to do our own work. Mm-hmm. And if after that it it's still something is happening, sure, then there's other things going on. But let's focus. Let's do what is on our control which is our own stuff, how we react, what we feel, what we think. Let's monitor that. Let's write it down. Let's see where it's coming from. And of course, a lot of this stuff is, you know, some people are really self-aware and they can do this work by themselves. And some people need a little help. And we do this stuff in therapy. We really point, we break it down. And so when a client tells me they're feeling angry, Anger is a secondary emotion. So there's always something underneath, a primary feeling that's causing us to become angry. So, for example, sadness or fear or hurt, those are primary feelings. And so I always say, what was it that you were really feeling? And I swear to you, this part takes them the longest to figure out. Because we're so used to just blaming. We're so used to saying, well, it was her fault. It was his fault. He, He made me mad. But... No one can actually make us upset. It's our own stuff that comes up. It's a mirror. That that gets us triggered, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I can react differently to a situation than you might react. It could be the same thing happening, but because of my own stuff and because of your own stuff, we might have totally different reactions. That's so true. And that's something that takes a lot of time to oh, yeah. realize in the moment, too, yeah. um, as well as retroactively. But do you think that your therapy education has helped you in your relationship it's interesting i get this question <laughs> a lot right yeah, they probably. they say so like do you have a perfect relationship yeah. no or like no the answer. you know what it is no matter 
how aware of you are of things, how educate, whatever it is, right? No matter how much you know, at the end of the day, you're human. So when you're faced with something, your emotions are going to come up first before your logic does, you know? So in the moment, you forget everything you've learned and you get either tearful or anxious, whatever the normal human emotions are. So of course, again, and I don't think this is so much from just, you know, being in the field, but also being with that person for 10 years you learned so much and so you go through phases and like you said you've changed how you guys argue and you've changed who you are too through time right you become better our arguments have changed I mean the way we fight has changed so I think maybe that in that sense it's helped right because I'm really aware of things um but it's I'm sure it's hard for him too me being a therapist I'm like let's talk about feelings he's not always down for that yeah. but I mean you know as long as we're just aware of our own stuff I think that's the biggest thing absolutely um so you mentioned trying to redefine the norm of therapy mm-hmm. and your Instagram it seems like you have this very modern I mean you're young like this very modern edge to it yeah your aesthetics on point yeah Thank you. <laughs> the, 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 the feet wait the feet the feet the, the flow the flow they the call it the flow that's the what flow. the kids are calling it these days the flow the flow um is so great and so Thank you. what are you trying to achieve in that sense like what's the end goal there so instagram is huge for me i think this is of course growing up in this this is how we all communicate this is how we meet people i've met so many great therapists just from instagram um i mean there's associations that therapists go to to you know mingle and network but just instagram has allowed me to meet people um and i honestly think instagram is becoming the new business card Yes. I don't keep yes. business cards. No, you know, if you no. if I follow you, I'm going to have your information there exactly. in my phone whenever I want it. But a business card, I'm probably going to lose it. Exactly. And yeah. <laughs> find it yeah. again. So that's the biggest thing. And also educating people because I come from a community that's not about therapy. I want to redefine that. I want to make it normal. I want to make it seem like it's it's okay to go to therapy you don't you know there's so many misconceptions I mean people think you have to be crazy to go to therapy and all these things I'm like no and you know I'll I'll have family members saying so you treat crazy people oh my god (laughs) I mean I'm one of the crazy people yeah she's one of the crazy I'm one of the crazies I'm I'm crazy too (laughs) so it's redefining what these misconceptions are yeah and also redefining when I say the norm of therapy, it's we're so used to. And I mean, people get surprised when they see me. You know, sometimes I wear ripped jeans to my sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, do you get any backlash because you're so I haven't young? so far. Okay. Um, but I've had people question. Yeah, I've, I've had people say, you know, well, when did you graduate and all of this? And, you know, if we get get into the actual logistics and... There's no proof that a therapist who's been practicing for many years is more um, is more helpful than a new therapist. We all get the same education. We all get the same training. Really, the power of therapy is the ability to connect and to be there for someone and to help them grow. Right. Right. So you seem like you do. I mean, you seem very grounded and mature and insightful. Thank so, you. And you seem as if you put such an emphasis on that connection. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing because 
you could be the greatest therapist, but, and I know I'm not for everyone either. You know, maybe my style or the way I look, maybe the fact that I'm young, I'm not for everybody and that's mm. fine. And I think it's like that with any business, right? You have to find your client and you have to find your customer or, and they have to find you. You have to be a good match for each other. Mm, right. And, you know, you said you've been through a few therapists. I'm sure that's been a huge thing for you of finding the person that truly understands yeah. you. Yeah, I am super picky when it comes to therapists because I started therapy when I was 14 because I had my first depressive episode then. I'm bipolar type 2. So I've had to change therapists because of moving locations or switching um, health insurances. So I've had about five, I think, five therapists so far. And through the process of getting to know five different therapists, I know what I want out of a therapist. Right. So when I go into that first meeting, I have my criteria mm-hmm. and they have to like me and I have to like them. And they could be an incredible therapist, but if I don't connect with right. them, then it's just not the right fit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I relate to that 100%. So just to give you a little background, I just started therapy I've about... I've been trying to Ooh. get her into therapy for years. Six okay. weeks ago. <laughs> so I just started therapy and exactly for all the reasons you said. Yeah. I have a sister that has bipolar and is manic depressive. So my quote unquote issues I always felt were... In, not as insurmountable as hers were mm-hmm. and that they they didn't need addressing maybe um, because I thought in my mind I grew up with therapy being somewhere you go when you have that mental illness or that right. you know that disease or something that you have to really struggle to get through um, but and then there was this the side of having to sift through a bunch mm-hmm. of therapists you know I dabbled in therapy when our parents got divorced or when I was transferring colleges from nyu to usc i tried going through multiple therapists and i just got so fed up Mm -hmm. of having to like retell my story like five different times (laughs) to find the right one so that's why i was always hesitant um until until recently and it was there was a there was a moment a thing that happened to me and i impulsively reacted in a way that i no longer would like to react um so I said, fuck it. I just, I need to, I need to find a therapist, found a therapist. And it, thank God, like worked on the first time I really connect with her and I love her. And it's just overall, it's just more so been a remarkable deepening of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that being self-aware. Like I always thought I was a pretty self-aware person and I had that mentality like, oh, I can fix my problems. Like I can do it. But through really talking and you know digging deeper Mm -hmm. there have been so many other issues that needed to resurface that i didn't even think needed to be everybody everyone needs therapy it's unbelievable like do you guys know charlemagne uh the the god no okay (laughs) anyways he's this he's this radio host um of this uh radio show called the breakfast club and he says everyone should have therapy it should be the number one thing that everyone does it's just a a mental cleaning of your of your mental closet essentially so you're taking everything out and then obviously ridding yourself of things that doesn't serve you and then the things you need to keep like let's reorganize or recategorize them and i thought i thought that was a really great metaphor for 
how therapy could be self-care mm-hmm. oh and it is therapists have therapists too yeah therapists need therapists, therapists, yeah, need therapists. <laughs> and honestly i'm so obsessed with mine i referred her to all of my friends and we sit down and we talk about my therapist because oh my now God. they all Wait, go by I did the same thing i did the same thing my, one of my best friends i was like you're going to my therapist and then we both would like see each other on the way in and out all the time it was awesome oh and what yeah. do you talk like? Do you? Yeah, I'd be like, well, no, we wouldn't talk about one another, obviously, because that's weird. But, but <laughs> no, but you talk about her and like what the yeah, therapist? Oh, okay. I don't know. We, we we just had the same therapist. Oh, okay. And we loved her. Okay, cute. cute. <laughs> it was pretty cute. But oh. yeah, I think everybody should go to therapy. I feel almost really grateful that I was forced into therapy because mm-hmm. it's been obviously such a backbone of my entire life like I've never gone without a yeah you've yeah you've always had I and I 14. I'm also just learning so much about myself um my mental states really how how everything all connects to and, and what I've also realized is everything goes back to childhood I was about literally to every yeah. single thing that I've said whether it's by my career my my friendships my anything it's literally yeah always like oh so your parents and I was like oh great great <laughs> so I don't know it's it's such a I I really wish it was um rebranded as self-care right i don't know i don't feel like it is that way yet but i really think it should be. i think it's starting to okay, i'm seeing it especially you know i see therapists my age too and we are kind of all on the same page we're tired of the old traditional you know and of course you respect your colleagues and they're great in what they do though mm-hmm. you know um, but we're a different generation and we're more about social media we're more about spreading the word and talking about it and telling our friends and spreading the word really and what I really want to change is the fact that we start therapy whether it's individual or couples when we hit a certain point when something happens like you said yeah why can't we just start therapy just because because just because we're human and there's a lot of stuff going on right and have this as a tool to function through our lives because there's so much that happens I mean it's not and this is what I mean when it's not just anxiety it's not just depression there's all these other things that happen in between and that we need help processing right and it's also not things that happen in our present it's unpacking things in our past I mean obviously but it's just like yeah, like you could not be quote unquote going through something right. very traumatic in your present le- in your present day, but you owe it to yourself to really reflect and be able to clean up those because it's going it's mm-hmm. going to come out eventually, and, and you don't want it to bubble up to the surface in a way that it's so important to yeah. process. Yeah, what's happened, you know in the past because yes like you said it does come up Mm -hmm. whether it's in your and really it comes up in relationships right because again at work at school we can have this we have boundaries and we know our limitations but in relationships is where we become raw Mm -hmm. it's where the truth like and we spill the beans right and so this is where those things come up and that's when you go oh okay, this is something that I have to work through because Absolutely. it's coming up. So Absolutely. how do you, I was thinking of becoming a therapist at one point because I'm just so involved in the, the whole mental health community. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that I wouldn't be able to leave it at the door. Like, oh my I God, me too. I, I would thought, take all of their emotions. Yeah. How do you not me? cry how do you during? Turn it off? How do you like, 
leave the office and say that was them and this is me this was totally something I was really afraid of because I'm really emotional and sensitive um and my so my traineeship the beginning of my career was at a elementary and middle school so I was working with kids Mm. and I was a counselor and that was really hard right because you see kids that are so innocent and they're feeling stuff and they're talking about it and I mean it was a it was such a great experience knowing that they understand so much um and surprisingly I I don't know I don't know what it is I don't have a specific answer but what I can tell you is you learn to not take it home Mm -hmm. it's I don't know exactly what the process that what it is but you just learn and suddenly you know you know that once you close that door of course sometimes you'll think about certain clients it's normal um but the beginning, I would say, was the hardest. I would yeah. definitely go home and, like, think about my clients all the time, especially because they were kids, right? Um, but then you just, you I don't know, you grow and you learn yeah. somehow. That's a lot of self-control. And I, going through, going to your own therapist. I mean, that was yeah. a huge part of why I started therapy because I was like, okay, I need, I need to have my own place to talk about my own things. I won't go Absolutely. to a therapist who doesn't have a therapist. That's like one of my. How <laughs> do you know that they do? You ask, ask them. Yeah, ask them. Oh, mm. do you go? To what therapy? if they talk about you in their therapy? <laughs> I don't give a shit. My therapist oh. can talk about me to anybody. Yeah, she wants. I, don't I care really either. don't care. It's confidential. Yeah, it doesn't. It's leave supposed to be confidential, but I could. I really don't care. Yeah, I'm what am I? I mean, I'll tell anyone and everyone who wants to listen <laughs> to my story. What do I care? I mean, <laughs> we have a fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All we do is talk tell people our shit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is a form of therapy for us. Yeah, exactly. it, it's very therapeutic, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's literally and then we get just talking, <laughs> and we add some jokes in, some silliness. Some silliness. Um, wait, what was I gonna say? Ooh. Did you lose a good one? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Scout. Sorry. Okay. Anyways, um, so oh, on your stories, you have you kind of mentioned this, but like your group of other female therapists that Ooh. you also promote on your stories yeah. and to as resources for other people and they all specialize in different things so kind of talk about that and that network you guys have created for yourself so i've met some amazing women i mean they are so great at what they do and i think the biggest part of of me creating that resources um highlight cover was really because although we are all therapists like i said i'm not the therapist for everybody and that's okay i know that you know, at the end of the day, it is a business in a sense. And, you know, the client is going to choose whoever they feel comfortable with. And that doesn't mean it's about me. It doesn't mean it's about them. It's it's your choice. So I want to put out there the resources for, you know, I have a colleague who focuses on having a group for victims of being in a narcissistic relationship mm-hmm. or someone. I have another colleague who focuses on athletes and the process of changing careers. And so I don't, I mean, I can help you, of course, but that's not my specialty. And so if someone is there and this is their, they're so passionate about that, I'm going to refer you to that person because that might be a better fit for you. And so it's truly finding your perfect fit your right fit and so that was that was the reason behind that and I think there's a place for all of us you know it doesn't matter if we're in the same career we're doing the same thing we're still unique in our own different ways absolutely women helping women yes oh yeah in 2018 
and forever. And forever. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not forever. just in 2018. I'm just saying, it's happening right now. Yes, that's so cool that you do that. That's awesome. Thank you. I love that. Um, I okay. I remembered what I was gonna say. It wasn't as like big of a thing. No, <laughs> I was just gonna say, how do you not cry? I would start bawling. Ball. Like I, I remember my my last therapist. I was bawling, and I was like, how are you not? I didn't say that to her. But I was just like, how are you so calm? Like, if I saw someone crying that hysterically, I would freak out. I would freak out. I you would know what cry. it is? I think that the the fact that I know my role is to be there for that person. Yeah. If I start hysterically crying, then it becomes about me yeah. and that I need and to manage my, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And it's not about me. I mean, look, I was watching uh, an episode of power. I don't know if you guys watch that show, no. but I, I love it. It's, Never it's, heard of it. it's produced by 50 cent. So, oh. oh yeah, it's really good. Anyway, I was hysterically crying as if the world was ending. And I was like, <laughs> what is happening with me? But that happens, but when you're in session and you know this person is coming for you to be there and for you to hold that space for them, you know you can't lose it. You know you have to keep Holding it together. Holding space is a very difficult, and mm-hmm. it's it's a talent and a touch that you have to have to be able to really hold space for someone. I think that's one of the most beautiful things you can provide for somebody. Yeah, and I'm and I'm raw about I mean I'm real about it. You know, if I if I feel the heaviness or I'm I might tear up and I might I might say it, you know, I'm tearing up and that feels so it's so hard on you and I can yeah. feel that. And to use empathy in that sense, but not to like completely lose it like, and go into exactly. which is normal, but I guess you know your role. You know that you're there to keep things together Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then the last question i kind of have is what is your philosophy surrounding therapy like what is kind of like your one tagline or mission statement if you will i'm still figuring it out i'll be honest i kind of like that i'm still (laughs) figuring it out (laughs) yes still figuring it out but aren't we all (laughs) yeah but you know i think my philosophy is truly meeting the client where they are at Mm -hmm. we learn so many different theories and there's so many therapists that might stick to a certain theory i'm all about what does my client need you know do they like a structural type of therapy or do they like a mindfulness type of therapy or do they like action-based what is it you know Mm -hmm. because again what might work for someone might not work for someone else um and then truly just again holding that space for someone to let it all out to talk about their deepest darkest secrets to talk about everything that frustrates them and to have space for that i mean it's not always that we have that with everything going on sorry okay i have one more question yeah i've always wanted to ask a therapist how do you not give advice like how do you not tell someone specifically what to do Cause oh, my therapist tells me specifically what to no, do. No, you're not. They're not. They're not supposed to, right? You're supposed mm. to like guide the answer. So, like my therapist, I I literally was waiting. For, I wanted to ask her, like, just tell me what to do. Like, given all the information, just oh, tell I, me. I, that's not my jam. What's See again, like a therapist. You like advice. to guide. I like yeah. them oh, to give me. I might tell my therapist. Answers. Oh, I I might tell her that that I want that because I she I mean. She ha- got me there, but it's like, no, I want, I kind of want like action. Yeah. As right. you said. Yeah. And you know, again, it's what the client needs. So I love that 
the aspect of helping the client figure it out because when you come to it yourself it's a lot different than me telling you something and this turns into how friends work right they give you advice you never listen to them you still do the same thing but when you come to it because you're being you're becoming self-aware of what's going on Mm -hmm. that's when it it makes it powerful and that's when change happens um so i might encourage you know and again if my client says can you just tell me what to do (laughs) you know well i'll i'll work with them but i think the advice the reason why it's not encouraged to give advice is just because it becomes too friend-like yeah it becomes like a friend and also like you don't want to be like fully responsible for something (laughs) i mean i don't think that my therapist necessarily tells me what to do but she gives me a lot of action items yeah no and my therapist does too because i spent the 75 percent of my career in therapy just talking and i got to a point where i was like i can't talk anymore i need to do i need to do yeah Mm -hmm. and so for me personally i realized that i need a therapist that helps me do and helps Mm -hmm. me take action so yeah action based so Mm -hmm. if someone is stuck in a extremely unhealthy relationship right and I know, I'm like, oh, my God, they need to get, get out of out, this. yeah. But that's not my place. Mm-hmm. They need to figure that out themselves. Yeah, we need to true. find out why are yeah. you in this relationship? What are you getting from this that you're not getting from somewhere yeah. else? Yeah. You know, what is, wh- how is it filling a certain void maybe? Again, always goes back to the childhood. But it does. <laughs> I mean, does. <laughs> all of our attachment styles, everything we know, Everything comes from there. It makes me afraid to be a parent because, like, oh my one God. small little thing, thing can, can fuck, fuck your you child. Honestly, up. same. And I, and knowing all this information, uh, you're, like, yeah, you're like, I'm stressed. Oh I'm already God, stressed. Yeah, that's, what like, I to- that's what I told mom. I was like, you're paying for my therapy because you fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay. She's like, if you go into a contract when you like give birth, you're like set aside. It's like another like savings account set aside for therapy. therapy. What? Yeah. What did you say? Oh, and nails. What the fuck did you say? Nails. We're Egyptian, so we're Egyptian. Is that what you just said? We have like really curly hair. We have never said that. We're Jewish, but we're dad is Eastern. Our dad is born was born in Egypt, but like. Never said that you're Egyptian. I say that all the time. What? Our dad is from Egypt. What is? She says she's Armenian. Okay, but our dad wasn't accepted in Egypt. Like we weren't Egyptian. We were refugee Jews, and then we left, and then we got kicked out of Egypt. Okay, fine. I'll say I'm a refugee Jew. Or I don't know. Wait, if we were refugee, no, we weren't refugees. So I know. So I know someone who does sisters therapy. (laughs) 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 You guys need referrals. Oh, we need. Oh, we need need sisters therapy. Basically, she just makes fun of me all the time. Yeah, literally. That's the dynamic. I'm actually an only child, so I would. (gasps) I would have. Yeah. Oh, Oh, interesting. What you're missing out on. This is what you're missing out on. I love it though. The back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, yeah. So we are Jewish, so we have crazy hair. So that's why we would need an, an extra savings account. For, for hair. hair. Got it. Hair therapy and college fund. That's what I'm setting up for my children when I have children. Perfect. Okay. Diana, tell everyone where they can follow you and like reach out to you if Plug they yourself. want your services or anything. Sure. So um, I see clients in Glendale, Sherman Oaks, and Woodland Hills. Um, you can follow me at Therapy with Guyana. That's G-A-Y-A-N-E. We'll link it in the show notes yes. for you. <laughs> um, and yeah, and I also have my website, therapywithguyana.com. 
Amazing. Wonderful. You can find me at Scout Sobel, S-C-O-U-T-S-O-B-E-L. And at Maddie Mayo, M-A-D-Y-M-A-I-O. And you can follow OK Sis Podcast at OK Sis Podcast. Yay! Thank you so much for You're coming. You're welcome. Thank you guys for amazing. having me. All right. See you guys next week. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life tune in every thursday to i'm not your shrink wherever you listen to podcasts while i'm not your shrink i am still human and i'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together